It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Texas Podcast. My name is Daniel. It's your boy, Half Hope. Remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, it's free. Leave us a five-star review, and we'll read it on the show. We also have a Patreon page. All the links are in the description if you want to help us out. $3 a month, you get access to the back catalog of Talking Tactics Extras, which have been podcasts that we've been doing for almost, you know, two and a half years at this point. So if you like us and you want to hear us talk about different stuff other than football, then that's a good place to go. So and you help support really the, stuff, the football show that we do every week. So if you like this, pitch in. Half what work people get you before we start? Um, you can get me halfofootballhots.com. Believe that. Carl was supposed to be here this week. Who knows what's going on in Manchester? We wish him We wish him well. And uh, yeah, he's at The Athletic. You guys know about Carl. All right. So. As soon as it started, it died. I mean, last week was kind of like um, we released the episode Tuesday morning, Monday night, whichever one. It was all about the Super League, what we thought it might mean, you know, the ramifications, the morality of it all, and this and that. And by the end of Tuesday, the podcast that we recorded was old news because we recorded it under the assumption that this would last longer than 24 hours. But the Super League, it crumbled as quickly as it came. For me, I already knew that it was good on going. I knew that it was never going to last, and I knew that this was always a pipe And I said it to begin with that, guys, this ain't really going to happen. It was just very interesting, the different arguments that we had during the week, because, you know, we, it was some difference. It was some interesting dialogue. We had some very interesting dialogue back and forth with regards to what's how we view for football, what we want to see from football, what we want to see from football products. Someone in the last podcast called me a white fascist. So, you know, <laughs> it's been an interesting few, few days, you know. I think, I think the more time I had to reflect on it, the more I thought, I like the premise, like the, the setup of the competition with 20 teams split into two divisions or whatever they'd call them, conferences or whatnot. And then the 10 teams play the other nine teams in their thing two times, top four go into court. Like, that sounds good. So I'm for that style of European competition. However, you can't have no relegation, no promotion, 
there are permanent members that are always here. How does that fly with the majority of football fans across Europe who don't support those 12 clubs? Like those are the 12 clubs that bring the most money, but that isn't the majority of football fans in Europe. So to say that you can't even enter here, more likely than not, you kill all hope. Even if the hope is unrealistic, you kill it. So it's never going to work. And the idea that even the fans of the teams who were in the Super League were against the idea. You would think the people who would be out in the streets be West Ham fans, Leicester fans, and like Arsenal fans would be in the house. Spurs fans would be in the house. Chelsea fans would be in the house because there's no guarantee you're making top four. But the fact that they were out in the streets, that signaled football fans aren't ready for that brazen, I don't know, a power play. I'd, I'd give fans and just like the whole football community like, 30% of why this thing died. The other 70, did you see the thing where like UEFA found like 4 billion? I don't know where Sheffer was hiding this money. He was under the couch. It was buried in his backyard. I don't know where he found it. But hey guys, we got this billion. <laughs> Not even just one. We we got these billions. Maybe Premier League clubs, you should come back. And then, you know, Chelsea, City, and once those two go, you know, the house of cards falls. So that money finding, <laughs> that's like the the major blow, I would say. But no, fans, fans, fans did play their part. What I hope is that in the past week, if you can bottle the power that fans maybe think they have, you could actually get proper changes to the sport. But I mean, I don't want to make this too serious, obviously, because it's a football podcast, but um let's say oh, racism <laughs> yeah so 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 let's say um you're in a university and some person at at the university some racist person decides to just go up to like one of the dorm rooms and they just spray the n-word on like a a, a dorm room then all the black students get together and there's this instant reaction of uh-uh, we can't we can't have this so all the black students get together they form protests and you know, we got to find out who this is, whoever it is, they got to get kicked out. Then the administration of the college does whatever they do or the university, they do whatever they do. And then everything kind of goes back to normal. And then you wait again for the next moment of spontaneity. That's kind of what this felt like. The owners did something really brazen, just greed and corruption and capitalism, whatever it is. Y'all, y'all did something so crazy that the fans have no choice but to have this spontaneous reaction. But the way that you get lasting change, reform, revolution, whatever it is, is you have to have organization. Hmm. So it's all good having that spontaneous reaction in the moment of, uh -uh, we can't stand this and let's get out in the streets and let's protest and no Super League this, no Super League that. But if you really want to change the game, you know, you want more money at the grassroots, you want more money for women, you want better salaries for people who are in the teams. Like if you just want the game to be better, then that's going to take hard work, organization. And I don't know how easy that is. So Arsenal fans were in the streets before the Everton game on Friday. And they were talking about, you know, get out of our club, get out of our club. That's kind of easy to do when Stan Kroenke does something crazy. The systematic process of trying to get him out of Arsenal Football Club would take mass demonstration or not going to the stadiums or not buying jerseys or not doing anything that has to do with Arsenal Football Club. And that organization to drain Arsenal out of people for the greater good, 
especially if these are like real fans, not going to the stadiums, not watching games, not paying for anything related to Arsenal, that would take organization on a level that goes beyond the spontaneity caused by one random act of violence. Mm. I hope in some ways people are bottling this energy and maybe more positives will come on the back end, but we'll see. So it was funny when the news came out that, uh, is it the Spotify guy? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wants, yeah. To, wants to buy Arsenal? And he has like Thierry Henry, uh, Dennis Bergkamp, and Patrick Vieira in his back pocket. It's an obvious play, you know, get get the legends on side. The fans will go with the legends, which means they'll go with the guy who wants to buy it. Uh, anyway, do you think this is the last we'll see of the Super League? Hell no. I don't. <laughs> it'll it'll be back in a newer and improved version. I think I talked, you know, Red. So me and Red have kind of been talking about like, what yeah, would you... People, people really came out. I think this this just showed that I, I was... Not long, but I found I found the xenophobia and stuff really fascinating. Like the kind of anti-American sentiment, really fascinating. You know, people blame the Americans because you know Glazers, Cronky. It wasn't so much anti-Abramovich, but more so Bruce Buck because of the American connections. So then, it, like I'm like, and Yelly and Perez benefit from this more than anybody. You know, Barcelona. Real Madrid and Juventus, I think, would have been the biggest beneficiaries from that whole thing, just based off how their their country structure the money. So it's weird how and Red's not even American, so for him to be getting like little boy, he's Syrian, all, you know, all, all the girl is, is the accents. Once they hear the accents, yeah. American, boom, yeah, that's all, all, all they need. So, but yeah, me and him were talking about okay, so how do you fix it if you want the marquee matchups? How would you create a system? that would actually cause that but wouldn't get fans too, too angry. And all of them sound a lot like the Champions League, <laughs> which the branding of the Champions League is too good. You know, the Champions League, the anthem, how the ball looked, the stadium, like everything just is about the Champions League. Like UEFA have that branding down. So you'd really have to kill UEFA in order to create your own version of it. Yeah, but I don't think this is the last we'll see. I think this is like... Uh, Testing the muscles. Yeah, it's like a trial run or something. All right. Things that we didn't get to last week. Jose Mourinho got sacked from Spurs. Oh, wow. Um, it feels like it was five months ago at this point, based off how this week has gone. But, yeah, this was an inevitability. And it's it's always an inevitability with Jose. So that's not some grand revelatory statement of, like, can you believe it crashed and burned with Jose? Like, yeah. But this was never really a good fit outside of, Jose Mourinho is, was, a serial winner? I'm not sure anymore. Tottenham are Tottenham and they don't win things. So maybe you put somebody who's a winner in Tottenham and that could change them. But he's just one man. Yeah. And Tottenham is a 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 person project. I don't know <laughs> how one dude just changes everything. Could you put Pep there and maybe they could win something no, after well, time? Maybe, but... If Pep Guardiola isn't giving his specific players, it ain't going to work. He has to be giving specific players in order for it to pop, pop off. So we knew this from the start. Like I said again, it isn't like, oh my gosh, wow. It was never going to work. It was never going to work. He was always going to get get sacked. Like this was a bad fit to begin with. So I don't know what people are shocked about. People just have a taste for Mourinho. They have this kind of specific energy. Where, look... 
as human beings, we're sick. We feed off of negativity. <laughs> we feed off of bad advice and we feed off of, oh my gosh, you lose it. You suck. You got sex. And that's just how we go. Like, um, yeah. bad news sells, good news doesn't. You know, when you look at watch the news and everything, but I was probably just drawn to his continuous failure. This is about you more than anything. What I find funny about you is like, I don't, I wouldn't say you're anti Pep. I would just say that you're critical of Pep mm-hmm. because you feel him to be arrogant. I, yeah. I, and he is. Uh, I destroyed football, all that kind of stuff. Amazon gave us the evidence. Um, but isn't Mourinho in that same way? I'm not one of the bottle. I'm a special one. Arsene Wenger's a specialist in fair. Like Mourinho was arrogant in his own way. So that you write for him when he's arrogant too. I find that somewhat contradictory. You know, for me, I, th- I think it's it's different kinds of arrogance. It's like I find Ibra Mourinho's arrogance funny and amusing but perhaps arrogance just seems a bit more serious and a bit much more it means it seems much more condescending i think with Mourinho, it's like he's charismatic and it's like wow this is a funny amusing dude because you see Mourinho is very openly arrogant like very openly so it's almost like it has to be amusing pep isn't openly arrogant but you can see he's trying not to be arrogant but he can't help it you know <laughs> it's like something under the surface yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you're not really like that <laughs> which is why the 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 amazon documentary was good i see i i think i don't know if i said that, that here but i was like what if this whole thing was just an amazon ploy we want Mourinho in this documentary daniel levy we'll pay you an x amount of money sack potch bring in Mourinho. it'll be good for the for the what is that thing called i forget what that series is called but what if what if that's what it was man just like some amazon he only really came in for, for the Amazon thing. <laughs> yeah. So, did you agree with the timing of the sacking, though? Okay. Can we, let's, can let's... we swear on this podcast or no? Of course. Then Levy is a bastard for doing that. <laughs> that, is a, that is a bastard for, 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 for doing that. Spurs were never going to beat Manchester City. But at least let him play the final, lose, and then you have a better excuse of getting rid of him. The idea that you sack him, then you put... 29-year-old Ryan Mason That's against sick, Pep Guardiola. It's funny. Like, I follow just about every Premier League fan, I think, on Twitter. So I was seeing people from Spurs. How come this player isn't doing that? How come we're doing this? How come we're doing that? I'm like, your your manager's not yet 30. <laughs> <laughs> this is like his second game in full-time management or third game. I don't know. Your owner or president, chairman, whatever Levy's title is, he set him up to fail. Because, in my opinion, he didn't like where Mourinho was going. And you can't risk that Mourinho wins the trophy because that gives him solidity. It gives him another foothold to stay in. Mm. So I think you you sack him so he doesn't win the trophy. Because <laughs> it's like, what if well, so he wins? Screw him over. Exactly. If he wins, I can't get rid of him. And I think getting rid of him is probably the greater good. But if he plays it and he wins it, that's it's just too much of a risk. So I got to get rid of him, and hopefully that gives the players a bounce and all that kind of stuff. But nah, you don't give it to Ryan Mason. I thought Ledley King was an assistant with Mourinho. He just where did you find Ryan Mason? No, no, no. But I don't agree with the timing. I think that was just dumb. Hence why I was so glad. Imagine if he actually won, that would have been Ooh. messed up. Oh, Mason, the man won the games to get you to the final. And then, Let him and then you don't it. give the guy the freaking final. No, it's it's sick. It's sick. It's sick. 
But like, know, like, like there, there, there's no other word for it. It's just sick and, and messed He up. had an ulterior motive. Just I can't let him do it because if he wins, when was the last they won? They last won a trophy 2007, 2008. Wins the trophy, then he just has too much power. Probably is that that's what he's thinking. Or maybe if he won the trophy, then there's like a bonus that he had to pay, and I can't pay. I don't know. I don't wait, know. Wait, 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 but how much do they even have to pay him as a as a buyer? Well, as as a sacking thing because they have to pay him millions. I read a report though that okay. said that um, he wanted to sell Winks and Dele Alli. Levy wanted them back in the squad. So they said that may have been one of the few rifts. I saw people saying, like, Mourinho oh, didn't want to join the Super League. Oh, sh- no. <laughs> Mourinho would have... That's kind of thing Mourinho would, Mourinho have would love the Super League. Yeah. yeah, He'd be the star of the Super League. Like, him against all the big teams, losing or winning. Like, yeah, it'd be perfect for him. Um, so, Pep has won the League Cup four times in a row. Do you count the League Cup as some triumph? I'm trying to paint the imagery for the people. Okay, so, like, keep on painting. <laughs> Picasso, your, your, your way. I have my brush. Okay. So you see Fernandinho lift that thing and they're jumping up, dancing around. <laughs> you got like Kyle Walker, Sterling, Foden. They're all holding up like four fingers. Like we won it four times in a row. I'm just like, first off, the trophy isn't big enough for the for the ribbons that they put on it. It looks stupid. The the ribbons are too long. The trophy's too little. They need to get rid of this thing. If only to help save the players. Gundogan came out and said something to the effect of like, what about the players? If you guys do a Super League, then the, the amount of games that we have to play is just unrealistic. Pep was like, so are you guys going to find 400 days in a year if we play the Super Like, okay, we get that. But why does England have a fourth cup competition and you're playing it inside of a pandemic? Greed, greed. Nobody really gives it any level of prestige, man, because it changes sponsorship every time. People still call it the Carling Cup. People call it the Capital One Cup, Carabao Cup. We've been confused on here sometimes. Is it the Papa John's Cup? Is it the Domino's Cup? (laughs) Is it the Little Caesars Cup? (laughs) (laughs) Like, we don't know. So if any competition in the world could just leave and I'd be fine with it, it would be the English League Cup. I don't understand why it exists outside of just, hey, let's just no, no, fill no, Wembley another time. I'll say it to someone like this said, what you can do, leave it, but you have to play your you have to play um your youth team or players based off of that country. So you have to, it's a cup that is only based off like your youth team, your youth prospects and team, and let's say English only, entirely only players. Then, okay, cool. And that would actually help to breed people and to ensure a country has its own football thing, you know, sort of like in good working order. So let's say, okay, just say 80% of the team has to be country of origin based. So Spurs sack Mourinho. It's obviously clouded and lost in the shuffle of the Super League. But in that, the Spurs' hope was to sign Julian Nagelsmann, former, I think, Hoffenheim manager, former Leipzig manager, or current Leipzig manager. So their hope was, let's get him. (laughs) But (laughs) uh, Bayern are Bayern, and you can't beat these guys. So (laughs) it came out today that Julian Nagelsmann is going to leave the second best club in Germany 
And he's going to the first club in Germany as because, as we know, Hansi Flick is lined up to follow Yogi Love as Germany manager. So so goes the thinking. Um, what's the point of the Bundesliga? If the best coach is going to the best team, he's taking his best defender with him. Just quickly, I told you a couple years ago that we were thinking about Juventus being the 10 in a row. It's really Bayern. It's really Bayern. Bayern were a year behind Juventus, but I was like, it's it's gonna be Bayern who get ten because oh, no, no, they, see, see, they cannibalize the league every this is, time. See, this is, like, this is close. a whole different ball of wax, man. They eat like, them. Yeah, like this is like basically I'm currently arguing with band fans on my latest YouTube vid. You're not doing anything illegal. You're not doing anything that is breaking the law. Yeah. But surely you can see that it's against the, the spirit. Man. Be, yeah, forget. You've tried because the league is, is pointless now. <laughs> Imagine when City won the league, they took Salah and Van Dijk on the or they or they took Klopp. Imagine after Liverpool won the league, they then go ahead and take Pep and De Bruyne. Imagine when United won the league back in the, the, the day, they then take Henri and they take um Mourinho. So 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 Campbell. Or when they defeated Chelsea. They go and take um, Drogba and they take Lampard. It's, so it's like it's like the simple is that you are already the, 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 the you already the strongest team in the league. You will already get first dibs on of any major player, but yeah. you're also taking the best player off your title rivals because they said, "Oh, Dortmund do the same thing." Are Dortmund the best team in the league? Have Dortmund just won the title? It's the whole package. After winning a title, you then go ahead and say, "Oh, these guys are." A threat to us. Let's take take them. <laughs> when people watch your league, how how is it compelling for someone else? So we see, we're only watching the league now for scouting purposes. <laughs> oh yeah, like it's oh, and so even that is good. a dubious task because how good are these players really? <laughs> relax, man, relax, relax, relax. I mean, Chelsea, Chelsea. I mean, it's, uh, look, Timo Werner, uh, you know, Kai Haver, you know, the others. <laughs> <laughs> Pulisic. <laughs> so even the scouting is like, ah, this could work. There's no guarantee that it does work. I, I can't blame Bayern because Bayern no, no, are doing no. what they should do as a properly run it's football club. They know who to get and they know that they can get them. And some teams don't have that. Some teams just go for anybody and anybody. Like I could look at Chelsea, for instance. Oh, this Werner guy. Let's just get him. You don't know what system he should be in. The manager doesn't know how to use him. The manager then gets sacked. The new one comes in, still kind of miss. Like there are some clubs who just get the name, but they don't know why. Bayern know why they're trying to get Leroy Sané. Bayern know why they're trying to get Kingsley Coleman. They know why they're trying to get Nabry and Goretzka and all these players. Like they they have a reason behind it. You know why you're getting Nagelsmann, and you can build a team around it. Bayern are the best run club in Europe. I can't blame them for being smart. The point is, at what point does the competitive balance in a league tilt so far in one direction that something needs to correct it? We've seen this in the Klopp generation, where he had Kagawa, Hummels, Goetze, Lewandowski, Royce, all those guys. And then what did Bayern do? They're like, okay, (laughs) we're going to take three of your good players. Just Hummels will have him. Lewandowski will have him. Goats will have him. Obviously, the Goats experiment didn't work out like we thought it might, but Lewandowski's destroyed them. Hummels was good for a time, then he wasn't, and then they just let him <laughs> they 
let them come back. Fine, just come back. You're used. We're good. Um, we'll just take Sulo from somewhere. We'll take whoever it is. So every time a team rises, Bayern are like, all right, how do we destroy them? So it's Leipzig now. So, okay, Mpomacano, we'll have him. <laughs> Nagelsmith, we'll take him too. No, no, okay, so, 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 so now this all speaks to a larger point. So as a Bayern fan, do you generally find it satisfying winning these Bundesligas when you are taking the best players and managers off the closest rivals to you? And for some people, yeah, because I think it's just down to the kind of person you are. I think some, some people, they just like to win. Yeah. And seeing whatever they support winning all the time, whatever the case is great. For me, winning has to be from a form of difficulty. There's going to be a form of competition. Anything, and I mean anything that results in winning all the time is boring. For instance, like a great film or a classic kind of hero villain film is where the hero falters, the hero doubts himself, the hero goes through a bad time, then he rises again. A film where the hero never falters, never questions himself, does everything right, eh, it's boring. He wins every battle, wins every single conflict, always knows the right things. It's boring. What's made Chelsea 2012 so good was, man, at a point, these guys are losing. These guys yeah. seem out of it. Then somehow they dig it out and they win. These guys, they're losing. They seem out of it. They, they, they outplayed somehow. And that is far more interesting. Like a league title race where it's down to the last few, few games. That team has, has amazing players. That team has amazing players. I, okay, cool. It's like they, you're trying to sell us De Classica. Give me a break. So you're trying to tell us, sell us De Classica where you have cannibalized the team that you're playing. <laughs> Come on. They forced one just because these are the two best teams. They just wanted their own El Clasico, but it doesn't have the same political connotation, I don't think. So what if you're so dominant in your league for so long that you don't judge success by the Bundesliga any longer. You judge it by Europe. What can we do in the Champions League? And if getting a Pomocano and if getting Nagelsmann can get us into the semis or a final, then we pull that trigger on players who we know and a manager who we know. Yes, it's going to destroy the Bundesliga, but we don't necessarily judge ourselves by the Bundesliga any longer. So the fans might look at it like, what's going to get us further in Europe than we did this season? And if that's the case, then I could see, okay, yeah, Opomokano is one of the better young defenders in the world. Let's get him. Julian Nagelsmann is a, a manager who is in demand. So why, why not if we can? That will help us in Europe, and that's where we judge ourselves on how good we are because the Bundesliga is fait accompli. So I think maybe that could be their thinking. They're not even thinking about Bundesliga because that's just – it is what it is. Like, we, we won that. Conclusion. But Champions League, those two pieces could be key in getting us back to where we were in 2020. My thing is, this isn't a Bayern issue. This is a Bundesliga issue. So this is an issue on trying to sell your product. I like Bundesliga football. It's actually really good. It's it's nice and really exciting. Some really nice football is being played. Look at Ligue 1 right now. Although this is just a random year. Look at what Lille are, are doing. Look at what happened between Lille and, and, and Lyon. Look at what's happening in the La Liga territories. I think what really sells your thing is, yes, the football is good. It's a high standard. There's some nice, good players, old players, young players. But two teams can win. Three teams can win. Oh, my gosh, even four teams can win. Then that is what can draw people in because the excitement of a knockout competition is you don't know who's, who's going to win at the end of it. So that's why we always fascinated by the Champions League World Cup and so forth. The fascination of a league isn't who finishes top four 
or who finishes fifth or sixth is who wins the title. Like I remember one time watching the Syria last year of the season, and I think it was Isman and Juventus could both have won it on the last day of the season. Then something crazy. I think you you've lost to Perugia or something. But the drama of that final day was amazing. You know, I don't think there's ever been a final day in Bundesliga for the past six, seven years. According to Google, in the past seven seasons, there's only really been one close one. So isn't Leicester playing right now? One. Oh, they came the back. Again. Kelly scored, scored again. again. Oh, my God. <laughs> this guy's on. He's lost the <laughs> 80th minute winner. <laughs> This guy is insane. <laughs> Him and Lingard are having like seasons where I'm like, what do you got? What's what's going on here? Good, 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 good. Mishi didn't play, so you know he's not involved. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's talk about La Liga. If Barca win the league from Damian Perez, would it be the best second half comeback title charge of all time, judging how poor we started, not even in the convo for the title? I think if Barcelona win, this is the biggest strike against Diego Simeone, perhaps in his entire Atletico Madrid tenure. Because I think they were, at one point, they were 15 or 13 points ahead of Barca to give up or throw up that lead. Daniel, when 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 when, when, I, when I can rant on Simeone, please tell me. So feel free to carry on. But when, when, when you can allow me to rant on Simeone, please, because I have, of course, things to say. Set. So this loser, I think we did something called LS. I think people, the audience knows about LS, loser syndrome. Simeone has sold himself off of that league title in 2014. People may seem to forget they lost the Champions League final. I don't, there's nothing else. There's no um, um, credit you give to somebody almost winning. Either you win or you lose. You don't win silver, you lose gold. So you lost the 2014 CL final. You lost the 2016 CL final. You were 13 points clear this season. This is the worst Barcelona side that I've ever seen since I've been watching football from since the mid-90s. This is one of the... Like, it is the worst Barcelona side. This is one, one of the worst Real Madrid sides. So this is a Real and Barca both looking really bad. And you had... At a point, I think you could have gone 16 points clear. You could have gone 16 points clear at a, at, at a point to completely and totally give up that lead just shows that, you know, it is an almighty bottle job. Simeone is a fraud. Simeone lied to us. He built his reputation of being this hard man, pragmatic merchant. But this guy is holding Jal Felix hostage. This guy is holding entire club hostage. And it is proven to me that this guy, he was never a great manager. He never was. He never was. All that all you've given me is a 2014 win. I don't care about your Europa League wins. All you give me was that 2014 league win, which, as it shows, was fluke. It was luck. Um let's just see how it how it all ends. Because once it is confirmed that Either because I'm going with with Barcelona. I'm going. Once with it's confirmed that either Barcelona or Real Madrid win this league, questions has to be asked about this club. Are Sevilla out of this? A guy on the hangout said Sevilla, and we all laughed at him, and we said, "Look, let's kick him out of this place." 
But now I'm looking at this. I still say no. But if guys, they keep winning, four teams. Who's uh, Ibar, man? <laughs> They're gone. Hoeska's gone. Oh, no. God damn. <laughs> Don't look at Ibar, El- man. Say what's up. No, we, we can't lose Ibar, Hueska, and Elche in the same season. I refuse. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. We need Elche <laughs> to hang on, man. We need Elche to hang on, man. Elche, man, come on, man, hang on, hang on. Valladolid have a have a game in hand for us. Yeah, so that's, it's, yeah, it's, that's it's a win. We're losing our we're losing yeah. our three. Man. That's Ronaldo's team. Elche. That's Ronaldo's team. Valladolid. Yeah, and the teams coming up, they're not gonna have as good names. I'm sure it's like Mallorca, Deportivo, Segunda Division, Espanol. All right, that makes sense. Mallorca, Almera. Leganes, Leganes would be fun, you know. Where's Where's Lugo? Oh no, Lugo's <laughs> gonna get relegated. They've lost oh five games God. straight. <laughs> oh my God! What happened? what happened to Lugo? Look at them on a red card. Jesus! Oh man, Lugo, what happened, man? Lugo, no. What happened? They to lost Lugo? to Oviedo. I can't pronounce these names, guys. But Almero, they lost to Las Palmas six-one. Malaga, Mallorca, Ponferdina, Alcor. I can't. My Spanish is terrible. Man, we were rooting for you, Lugo. <laughs> we that were rooting for you. That Tyra makes me. We were all rooting for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So yeah, if again, I don't bet against Zidane anymore. So the the logical side says Barcelona win their game in hand. They just hold on for the rest of the season. I'm not sure what the head-to-head matchups are. Barcelona is probably the better bet. I don't bet against it then. So if I'd be very surprised, personally, if Real Madrid didn't win. <laughs> just because of how that guy operates. Um, Simeone, bro, it's not looking good. Like His reputation was in the... like He should have left after 16? Sure, sure left ages ago. I think, yeah, after the Europa win, call it quits. But he signed like a sixty-year contract. Lifetime, so. yeah, lifetime, and he's the highest-paid manager in all the world football, so. which is which is freaking stupid. Man. Like damn near a million a week. <laughs> like, <laughs> LS, man, LS, LS. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> all right. Um, the the best game that I watched this week was Leo against Lyon. So Lyon got out to a great start. Um. Who scored the first goal? Slamani. Slamani scored a great goal. Um, their second goal was basically just a Leo just implosion. Like the goalkeeper came out for a cross, ran in, a defender ran into him. It went off font. It was like an old goal. It was very bad. So it's 2-0. And right before halftime, and Barack Yomez, former Galatasaray striker, um, he had a free kick. And he hit the free kick, and they got 2-1 right before halftime. And in the second half, Lyon had a mistake, gave up uh, a goal that they shouldn't have, got to 2-2, and then Yomez scored 3-2. So, you know, from 2-0 down to 3-2 up. And um, so for a time, Lyon were on 70 points. Lyon were on 70 points. Monaco, 71. PSG, 72. But... Lyon's capitulation meant that, you know, really the title race now is between Monaco, Leo, and PSG. Or Monaco, PSG, and Leo, who are 71, 72, 73. It's and Mon- Monaco play Lyon next week. 
I'm t- I am I'm going to be I, I would have watched that game anyway because it was really fun, but the fact that there was that there's a title race to make everything more engaging and interesting. Um that was cool. So what else was I gonna say? Yilmaz. Why are Lakeep so stingy with their ratings, bro? This is the one this is one of the things in football that really annoys me is how stingy Lakeep are with their 10 ratings. Okay, one was definitely uh Tadic against Real Madrid. Do you remember the oh, yeah, 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 was it yeah, the, the quarterfinal? The quarterfinal second leg, I think. No, 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 no. Sec- second round. Quarterfinal was Juventus. It was second round. Was it? I, I thought this was to get Ajax into the semifinal no, against... No, 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 no. 100%. It was second round. The quarters was Juventus. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So it was round of 16? Yeah. Okay. Um, that performance that he had against Madrid was a 10. Um, when Serge Nabry scored four goals against Spurs, they gave him a 10. But other than that, I think in like the past five, six years, those are like the only two tens that they've given. Now I'm thinking, okay, obviously, you know, scoring four goals. I may, may I think Neymar might have got one too. I think he scored like four goals and had two assists against like some nonce or some team like that. And they gave him a 10. Cool. Your team is two nil down in a game that they have to win if they really have eyes on winning the league, because you can't give PSG that extra, that extra point or two. You're down 2-0. You score a goal before halftime to keep it alive. Wonderful free kick. Then you assist the equalizer. And then you score the winning goal with like five minutes left. I'm like, how how do they not give him a 10? They gave him a 9. So I'm trying to understand these ratings of like, what do you need to do from the keep to get a 10 if that's not a 10 performance? I don't know. Maybe somebody out there can answer. I'm not obviously have hopes not in their you know newsroom, so I'm not expecting him to give me the answer. But <laughs> that really annoyed me. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> like, but, but you know, I do that with ten. films. I do that with films. There are very few films of I give a ten to. Y'all just being stingy. Stop being stingy. Nah, nah. I like that because walk because then it makes the ten more valuable. You have to base the performance based on how he performed in that game. Forget about what it means. The grand scheme is how he performed in that game. Hope, if if that was the thirty eighth game of the season. They they'd give him a ten, but it's not. But that so. But the but the the performance doesn't change. It's still football at the end of the day. Like you did what you did on the pitch. That's the best you could do at the time. But thirty. So. But, but but doing that for the thirty eighth game is different from doing that for the thirty fifth game or thirty fourth game. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. I just I, I, the keeper are stingy. It annoys me. We can move on. So, <clears throat> what else is there? Ah, Champions League. So, Tuesday, when you're listening, hopefully, uh, Chelsea play Real Madrid. I'm sticking with the 2-1 to Real Madrid. Like, what makes this exciting is because as we would be... And it's so funny. Was it this year or last year that we said, that? you know, Chelsea have never played Real Madrid. I think it was How this crazy year. is that? I think we began seeing that this year that, you know, Chelsea have never played Real Madrid. I know, like, of course they have. Like, oh, no, they haven't. No, they haven't. So, I was like, wow. Well, the last time they played Real Madrid in Europe, I think it was like in the 70s. Like back with the Peter Osgood teams and all that kind oh. of stuff. Yo, I saw Eden Hazard in training. This guy looks good. Now, obviously, it's just training videos. He looks good, bro. <laughs> Actually, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. I, I hope he pulls out. I, hope he, I, hope, I, I want a hat trick from Eden Hazard. I really don't care. 
I hope Eden Hazard has the game of his Daniel life. Daniel Tillock. My God. You are supposed to be a Chelsea footer. I am. I'm shocked by your words. I think the I like Eden Hazard. I like Eden Hazard more than I like Chelsea at this point. So <laughs> I want him to play well. If that means Chelsea lose, then Chelsea lose. But no, nah, no, no, no. Hazard, he's he's broken my heart too many times, man. There's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's only there's only too many times I allow you to 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 to, to break this my is heart. So. I don't know what you're smoking, bro. Two on Real Madrid. Um, right. City PSG one one. I think the final is going to be Real Madrid against PSG. That's what that's what I think. So, um, so, so, so what... you don't you don't see Man City doing the the dub. You don't see no. Pep Guardiola saying Vasa. It took like what an 80th minute winner against Ryan Mason led Spurs. Now I I know the game will be different. There'll be more space. Blah blah blah. Yeah, but yeah. if Dortmund had Neymar and Mbappe on the pitch, Dortmund go through. It's just that simple. And give me Di Maria as well. If you have those three, the game that the games that I saw City play, those 180 minutes, City don't win. Um, okay, let's take some questions. Um, what is your favorite football? As in which football brings the best memories, best design, best feel on the pitch? Would love to hear your opinion from Daniel Jones Ortega. 2002 World Cup ball. Which I owned. Best. The Mitre Ball is a close second that they used in the Premier League, but for, for sure, hundred percent. Oh, is that like that's also ball? Amazing. The also World Cup ball. The Nike one, the Nike ball that they used in the Premier League in like two thousand six. The yellow one with like the purple circle on it. Oh, oh the. I like that one. No, no, no. I mean, I I hate some non-white balls. Really? So when they go like yellow, red. Pause. All right. So all of these, I don't know. I don't know if you guys coordinated these questions, guys, but we got three that are in the same-ish space. So we'll see if we can answer these differently. Um, from Black Emoji, Stefano Di Maria. Um, if you could change one thing in the sport, what would it be? VAR is not an option. So if we could make one change to football, what would it be? I would bring back golden goal, maybe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no for, for, for me, 100, like, that's the number one. one. I, I would add referees have to either be mic'd up or have, or they must have a post-match um, Interview. press conference and explain all their decisions. Would you do anything to like the scoring system? No. What? So imagine a goal outside the box is worth two. No, points. no, 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 no. Get out of here. No, nah, no, nah, trash. That's crap. <laughs> like a three-pointer in basketball. No, 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 no. Horrible. That's crap. That's crap. <laughs> no, but imagine like Nigeria. We're down one nil, 90th minute. Kelechi scores a goal from outside the box, crap. two one. Nigeria crap. go to the final of the World Cup. Crap. To the basketball point from Galwin Six Night. Would football be better with a basketball style personal foul limit? Again, actual discussion, not HH just saying nope next. <laughs> wait, wait, did he, did he actually say that? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was it was parenthetically, it was in parentheses. Um, so if you don't watch basketball, um, we can just use the NBA for purposes of this. Um, ooh, see, this is I, I don't think this works, man. So basketball, the NBA, is a 48-minute game, right? So 48 minutes, so basically a half uh, if we do it in, in football terms. 
you get six personal fouls and then you're out of the game in those 48 minutes. Football's 90 minutes. Now, obviously, there's more space. The basketball court's kind of closed in a sense. So, you know, there's more interaction or more contact. So I don't know what the number of personal fouls would be before you get a red card or you have to leave the game or what it would be. I don't know if that works because 90 minutes is a long time. And it would be probably more unfair to midfielders than anybody because that's the the engine room of the game. So players like, you know, Jordan Henderson would be more at risk of fouling out than, you know, your striker because your striker is not really going to put in too many challenges. So um, whereas in basketball, the point guard is just at risk of fouling as the center. It's more even in that sense. So I don't think it would work. Maybe it could be tested. And instead of yellow cards and red cards, you just, you know, you know, you have five fouls, so don't foul again, rather than the subjectivity of is it a yellow? Is it a red? Is it this? Is it that? Um, Is it a non-carded foul? Like that kind of puts a lot of power in in the hands of the ref. But um, I I think it's the beauty about sports and different sports is it's different. Because when I watch NBA, I get really frustrated. The foul, wait, what what do you mean that? Oh, protect the star players or better players. Wait, what do you mean by like, that's not a foul? But it's different. So I've got to, I've, so I've got to switch my football brain to my basketball brain, especially when I start watching from the playoffs, and I get angry that a a dumb foul is given. So wait, wait, you're going to give that as a foul, and he's going to get three free throws. I'm like, okay, look, it's different. You know, also, referees have a lot more um, influence to the game than like thing you do. So, and not all players are refereed the same. In, at least in NBA. So if LeBron drives the lane and is touched, he's more likely to get a foul call than if Danny Green drives the lane and gets touched just because the refs will honor the idea that the better player must have been fouled, right? <laughs> so you'll notice that's why the better players have more free throw attempts, even if they don't drive the lane as much as worse players. Um but that's kind of the politics of, of refereeing in some ways. Um, what uh, This is from Jax365, which kind of goes to the same point. Um, what aspects of American sports would you have in football? For me, I would have a, the salary cap, the one from the NBA, and have homegrown players from your club count half to the cap instead of the total amount. Um, so I wouldn't want to see a draft. I don't like the idea of drafts. I think it's an antiquated way of acquiring talent and it doesn't make me comfortable, especially in the American context, you know, where they put people in like combines and how fast is he, how big are his muscles, <laughs> slavery, um, slavery, how, how slavery. high can he jump? How fast can slavery, he run? Slavery, like, just say slavery. Just it's say modern slavery. day slavery. It's like slavery. S L A V. It's like a modern day auction block. And that makes um, me quite audience. He means slavery. He's just trying to be cute. Slavery. <laughs> slavery. Yes, it reminds me of slavery. Okay, fine. Like owners of the club come to the stadium to look at how fast black people can run 40 yards. Like, <laughs> yes, that makes me uncomfortable. I really like, just that it, you could never implement it. But I like how they try and get parity in sports in the sense of like the worst team will get the best player. So, so much of a draft system where, like, you know, the very worst team gets first dibs on the very best player. Just as I don't know how that can work in football. And football has 
it's he's made it's made so much money and it's already on a different kind of path that it's impossible to rein it in for that. So in a vacuum difference world, that would be great to inject parts. So wow, okay, Elche has an amazing player. Um, Norwich has, has an amazing player. And you have amazing players spread all throughout because the fact that Portland have kept hold of Damian Lillard for this amount of time is crazy. That could never happen in football. Never. There is no way a Damian Lillard situation could ever happen in football. No way. So, Well, Spurs have kept Kane. Kane I don't think that's, isn't, that's isn't, too... It's, 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 just, it's, not, it's not the equivalent. I think Kane it's... Isn't, Outside one of the best strikers in the world. Lillard yeah, is, he is. Outside one of the no, he's not. No, he's not. Dame Lillard and Harry Kane are analogous same. to me. No, they're not. They play for a team that was good, like in the seventies, in the eighties. Give me, <laughs> give me, give me one clutch moment from Harry Kane. One truly iconic, amazing moment in a big game from Harry Kane. You can't name name one. He scored Lillard against. Did... He scored against Juventus in the Champions League. Oh, give me a break, man, Kelly. Damian Lillard scored against. He's, he hasn't been to a, a Western Conference final, or maybe he has, but I don't think he's been to a Western Conference finals or an NBA finals. Like that's kind of where Kane is. You know what I'm saying? But Dame, he's had, Dame, he's had Dame more can't iconic moments for than Kane. The, 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 of, well, it's basketball, of course. Like the usage rate is far different, and he's a point guard. He can control when he wants to shoot. Kane is reliant on. Harry winks to make chances for him in many instances. So obviously, it's the, the sports are different, but it's the 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 main difference for me would be Lillard can't be blamed for staying in Portland because he has the supermax. He's not going to say no to upwards of two hundred and fifty million dollars. You know, you're going to stay in Portland because that just makes sense. Kane can make that money or even more anywhere, and he's chosen to stay because I. Th- because he's not bound in the same way that like Lillard is, I feel like his career, if if he doesn't achieve the heights that he could in his career, it's more on him than it is on Dame. Kane could force his way out if he really wanted to. He just doesn't because I like London. I like Spurs. I like being the man. I don't want to risk moving to a bigger club and maybe failing or who knows. It's not the same. I mean, you can say it's not the same, but I can find similarities. So it's not. It's, 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 it's not the, like Harry Kane, yeah, but Dame Little for me now. That guy is generally, you know, this is generally one of the best players in this league, and he has been for a while. Kane, yeah, he's a pretty good striker. No one of the best strikers in the world. No. With the two inductees in the Premier League Hall of Fame being announced this week, Henri and Shearer. For who are your next two inductees that dominated the English game as much as these guys? So the Premier League decided to have a Hall of Fame. Um, so who do you think the next two should be? Do you think those are the first right two? This should have been done ages ago. Look, I've had a Hall of Fame for how many years? And these guys always, always do, do this now. So yeah, like it's it makes sense. You have to. like Specifically how they branded the Premier League. Why didn't they, they should have had this years ago? So, well, better late than never. Um, and I agree with this being the first. I would have firstly put on refest because that's like standard. Then share afterwards. It makes sense. High school scorer. For the next two that I would do are Giggs 
and Dennis Bergkamp. Really? Yeah. Ber- no, yes. no, it's false. Bergkamp over Scholes, yeah. Lampard, Gerard, yeah. yeah, Czech, Terry. Yeah. yeah. He was too, Vieira, he was too good. Ashley Cole. He was he was he was too good. David Beckham's good. gonna get in there. I know you're not gonna like that year, but that's gonna happen. No, no, but um, this, this no, this is just me. Like for, for me, I would I just say because for me, my keyword is impact. Impact, impact, share impacts of goals, Henri impact was being the best player, gigs impact on longevity and performance and longevity, Beckham impact on technical ability. For pure technical ability, nobody was more technically gifted than Beckham. Some of the stuff he did was shocking so bigger impact on football whether for bad reasons good reasons whatever but however you define impact david beckham or dennis burkham so don't boy you have to give me the criteria is the criteria football or taking everything into account if he's taking everything into account then yeah it's it's david beckham because japanese women have posters of him on the on, on their wall <laughs> That's so, what I'm so I think David Beckham, and I'm not saying you're wrong. Obviously, Dennis Burkamp should get in and, and will get in eventually. Um, but I think David Beckham should get in before him if we're just talking about, like, you can't have different scales of impact, I think, for different people. So, you know, you're talking impact in longevity, impact in technique, impact in being the best, impact in goal scoring. Those are all th- four different things. My, I think, I think my next two would be... One of them is going to have to be a Manchester United guy because you can't do two classes without Manchester United. I w- really, it should be like Sir Alex and Arsene Wenger if they were really real, but obviously they're going to do players. So, um, yeah, yeah, he, he's under investigation. I don't think they can put him in there oh. <laughs> right now, bro. <laughs> He's 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 hella paused right now. Like you know, I don't, I don't think he's I don't think he's touching it. Like last year, a couple years ago, maybe, but not right now. Um, I think someone like Roy Keane and maybe like John Terry or something like that. Like, or you see that they'll put Lampard and Gerrard in together, even though I don't think Gerrard should be in there because you know there should be a criteria that you must have won the damn thing. For you to come in the club, right? <laughs> like one of these things is not like the other. Like all these guys have like four or five Premier League titles. This guy played for the second biggest club in England, never won it, but you're gonna get in. All right. I don't think Dennis Burkamp is like second class Hall of Fame though. So I'll push back there. If you if they end up putting gigs and they don't really care about the legal ramifications of whatever he's going through right now fine they, they should put gigs and terry in together just have all the bad stuff just get that out of the way the adultery the racism the potential misconducts just put them both in there together they deserve to go in with each other and i didn't know ryan gig was mixed race until like five six years ago <laughs> i didn't know i was like oh no so no, no, no it's wild no it is like when i found out i was like oh my god like wow because when you look at his brother Rodriguez, he got sort of sees bottles tell, like yeah. that. <laughs> He's hella passing, bro. <laughs> uh, all right, you guys, you guys, tell us who should be the next in the Hall of Fame, man. Like, and next week we will we'll take your suggestions. Um, no, but but so like, why why didn't they do this earlier, man? Like, you have to wait for like your now? legends to retire. 
like Premier League legends. I think like the first class of that would have been like early nineties, maybe. Maybe the bulk of their career would have been played not in the Premier League, but in the English first division. Hmm. No, 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 no. I mean, it's 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 a cool idea, man. I mean, like, look, eventually, Tony Adams, Lampard, Gerrard, Scholes. You see now, does Cristiano get into the Hall of Fame, even though he spent so little time in the Premier League? For political That's purposes, he'd have to. No, no, true, true. But like, objectively, it's like obviously he he, he deserves his based on performance, hundred percent. But how much do they put on time spent? But but I think eventually he'll have to. Like basically, if he had stayed longer, he'd be he'd he'd be one of the first to be in there. Because if he just stayed for United throughout his whole career, then you'd probably have a case of where it's him and Henri who would be the first two. Do you know what I would do? And just lastly, we can get in here on this. I would do one British player and one non-British player. So they have that set up this year where Shearer gets in, Henri gets in. Maybe you keep it that way. Where who's the next best form player that came in? I feel like that'd be a fair way to do it. Because this thing could get really English really fast. With gigs, <laughs> Terry, Skulls, Lampard, Gerard, like where where will the place be for you know Keen? Uh, Keen will get in, but you know Vieira and all those guys. I think they should do one domestic, one foreign player. They won't, but I feel like that'd be kind of cool. So like, who's the best foreign player that's not in like right now? Yeah, like, but then for, it's, it's hard player. because of you know? how long. Because I mean, you have to look at Vieira. You have to look at um, Schmeichel. Yes. You Czech. have to look at um, oh Czech. You have to look at Czech. Drogba. Um, Roy Keane. Oh yeah, Keane. The Irish. Um, I mean Torres. Nah, I can't really say Torres. <laughs> This thing is going to be England Central, bro. Yeah, I don't know. Like for the next three years, like they got Henri out the way, but it's just going to be the same. We 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 know the list. So this has been Talking Texas podcast. We do this every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, yes, Facebook, sir. all on Talking Texas. You you guys look us up. If you're on Spotify, give us a follow. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. Leave us a five star review, and we'll read it on the show. Have hopes at Have Hope Hut. I'm at Daniel to look. Think about subscribing to our Talking Tactics extra man, giving you that extra salala. Whatever that means. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed. Peace, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.